and now Lancaster, Hallelujah. Sweet presence of Jesus is in this place. Can I get a witness? Amen. Really, I mean, we could dismiss now. We've had church. How many of you tonight came because you came expecting because you have a sickness in your body or physical need, spiritual need, mental need, financial need? How many of you? Look, look at all around you. Hallelujah. Well, I'm telling you, you're, you're not here by coincidence. You're, you're here by divine appointment tonight. Amen. And if you're new here, welcome. If, you're, if you've only been here a couple times and you're just checking things out and you're saying, I don't understand what all these people are all excited about, let me tell you something, man. I used to be in chains of bondage. I used to be bound up in every way possible even a year ago. You know, and I'm just, I'm just being real with you tonight. Even a year ago. You know, being in ministry, uh, missionary kid my whole life, being raised on the mission field. Um, a year ago, my wife and I were, were having some struggles. How many of you have ever had any struggles in your life? Right? Can I be real in here with you? We were having some struggles, and, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even know. And, and, and I had a, a solid tor- Tarsus moment where uh, Jesus arrested me. And I'll never forget, it's a year ago this week, which is, we didn't plan this, did we? It was a year ago this week when Mandy and I were, uh, we were just having some issues, and it was mainly me, you know. And, um, and she was at her, the end of her rope with just praying for me and, and stuff. And so anyway, long story short, Jesus has just like set me free, man, again. Amen. And so if, if, if you're wondering why, you know, we fall on our knees and why we get so excited and all that, man, I, I don't know if you came in here tonight and, and, and you're just you're ready to be free. You're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're tired of it. You're tired of the heaviness and you don't know how to shake it off. You're in the right place tonight. Jesus is going to set you free. Amen. And so I don't really know. I prepared a sermon and all that, but I don't even know if I'm going to get to that. But I'm telling you tonight that, that the Lord, as I was sitting right there worshiping, man, the Lord just said, be real with these people. There's some people out in the audience right now that they just need somebody to be real with them. I'm not going to get up here and act like, you know, I'm perfect and all that. If you're looking for the perfect church and you find the perfect church, it's not going to be perfect because you showed up. Can I have an amen? Yeah, that's right. So I don't know. The Lord's tonight, the Lord's going to do some healings. He's going to deliver some people. He's going to break some some bondages. He's going to restore some marriages. He's going to reveal to some husbands that they need to treat their wife more like a princess. And their wives may be afraid to say anything, you know, because, you know, whatever. Well, finally, my wife got fed up, man, and, and, you know, and I'm a man of God, and, and here I am. And anyway, long story short, we, we went to Pastors University, and God began to do some transformation in us a, a month prior to Pastors University, and it was, it was working up to that month that we went to Pastors University. And um, last April, Pastor Jonathan, good friend of mine, which is the son of my pastor, who's pastor in Bethany now, 
uh, said, hey, man, you guys need to go down and, and be a part of what Dad's doing now because Pastor Larry semi-retired, but he's doing Pastors University where he's pouring into pastors' lives and, and helping pastors. And so I, I, he, Jonathan's like, dude, if you go, it's going to change your life. And I'm like, let's do it, man. So Mandy and I went, and, and, and I'm telling you, we went, and we were, we were at a rocky place, right, babe? Raise your hand, babe. Go ahead and stand up and greet the people. Say hi. <laughs> That's my lovely wife right there. And one thing I did, one thing I did right was uh, one day I was talking to Pastor Larry before I, uh, you know, I was single and I was looking for a wife. Man, I was like, man, is she ever gonna come? You know, and and I said, brother Larry, what do I need to look for in a wife? And he said, bro, I'm gonna just tell you one thing. You need to find yourself a sweet one. That's what I, you know, if you can find yourself a sweet one. You've done good. And so I can, I can attest right now that I found me a sweet, sweet, sweetie, man. She is, and especially to put up with me, she's just awesome. But anyway, um, you know, we, we've traveled all over the world. Um, we worked for R.W. Schambach, as Pastor mentioned, and just have seen miracles and all that. But how many of you know, just because you're in the ministry and you're doing ministry and, hey, I love Jesus and all that, doesn't mean that we're all, you know, fixed. We're still broken. Amen. We still need to fall on our face before Jesus every day and, and remember where he brought us from and don't forget where he brought us from. Amen. And sometimes, man, sometimes like we get in the midst of everything going on and we've been we've been in crowds of 100,000 and seen the miracles and all that. And sometimes you get caught up in all that stuff and you forget where God brought you from. You forget that you were in chains and bondage. And I had a salvation experience in July the 18th of 1992 where, you know, like I said, I was raised on the mission field and, and in the church my entire life. But just because you're in the church doesn't mean anything. Just because you're raised by Christian parents don't mean nothing, man. And I, I was the best. of the I could, I could pull the wool over my parents like you wouldn't believe, you know. People would walk up and be like, you know what your son's into? My parents like, no way, not our son, you know. But anyway, but God, God saved me for such a time as this. And in, in July the 18th of 92, man, he set me free. And I tell you, I, I was on fire for God and just moving. And God opened doors and just was doing awesome things in our lives. And like I said, we, you know, you got started doing the work of the ministry that I forgot to hang out with the Lord of the ministry. You know, and, and that can happen. And, and, and so next thing you turn around and you're like, whoa, you know, and, and where's my heart? And you got to get on your, on your face and you got to say, Lord, you can have my heart again. Right. And so and I find that daily that we, we have to just humble ourselves on a daily basis. And we got to remember where the Lord Jesus brought us from and where he wants to take us to. And so I believe tonight that you're, you're in the right place at the right time. I hope nobody has to leave early because Jesus is going to he's going to do some awesome things in some people's lives tonight. And so if you came in here with sickness. You know, the things that I mentioned earlier, Jesus is going to meet your need right where you're at tonight. I believe that with all of my heart. Hallelujah. I just appreciate Pastor Dallas and Holly and. I tell you, we, we were at Pastors U, and, and Mandy and I, like I was saying, to get back to my story, I'm kind of chasing some rabbits here, but um, to get back to my story, uh, we, 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 we were staying in the same bed and breakfast at Pastors U, and you couldn't have planned that. 
And we came back from dinner, and, and Pastor Dallas and Holly were sitting up on the second floor just hanging out in this little seating area. And, uh, and they were tired. looked like they'd been driving all day or something. And they were just, well, what happened was they got locked out of their room because their key broke off. And so that's how we met. And, and we started talking, man, and we just hit it off. And I tell you, we, I felt like I had known them forever, you know. And we just started talking, started confiding in some things with Pastor Dallas. And, man, he just really helped me and, and, and just set some things at ease in my heart and in my spirit. And that week and the, the weeks passing that were just a time of restoration. The next morning, you know, we were staying in the same bed and breakfast, which that was a God set up. And then the next morning, going to Pastor's U, we all had to sit at certain tables. There were, you know, 12 or 14 tables and pastors at every table. And lo and behold, we were all at the same table, sitting at the same table. So just that whole week was a God set up. How many of you ever had a God set up where you, you know that you know like the Lord set this thing up, right? And so it was just a God set up. So I, I want to let you know, man, you guys have some, y'all have some jewels here with you. Pastor Dallas and Sister Holly, they are precious. And hallelujah, that's right. And God's called them to this area, and they are laboring in love, and they are pouring into you and into your lives and into this, this community and into this church. And to, to look back, I, I, they told me their story, you know, to look back to see what God has done in a year, you know, it's just, whoo, come on. Can I have an amen? To see what the Lord has done in a year is amazing, right? Going from a 3 p.m. service and you got to tear down and then you do it again next week and you got to tear down and you don't know what's... And man, just for God to give you a building for... for <laughs> come on. That's right. And I mean, and, and this, is, this is just the beginning, guys. One day you're going to look back and you're going to say, I was there, I was a part of that in the beginning stages. And so despise not small beginnings. Amen. God's, God's moving here at Bridge of Hope. And I, I love the name of the church, Bridge of Hope. You know, that, if you had to sum it up in one word, that would be Jesus. Because Jesus is our Bridge of Hope, right? He's the one that brings us to the Father, the creator of the universe, the creator of our lives, the one that reveals our destiny and our purpose and what he wants us to do in life. If you're here tonight and you're wondering, man, I don't know what God wants to do in your life, keep attending here. Get plugged in. Start serving. Listen to what pastor's preaching on and take it in and, and, and just do it. I know you guys have been talking about the voice of the Lord. Have you guys been enjoying that? The voice of God, this, this sermon series. Is God still speaking today? He absolutely is speaking today. God's speaking all the time. He's speaking every day. And the problem is we ain't never listening because we're too busy. I hope you come on Sunday, man. God's given me a powerful word to kind of dovetail with what you've been teaching. Um, so come back Sunday morning. But getting back to, to, to this, I just I love what, what, what's going on here. You can sense the presence of God here. You can sense that you guys have been sowing in prayer. Amen. You can sense the how many of you can sense the presence of God here? Come on. Just lift your hands towards heaven right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, just move upon this. Move upon this auditorium right now, Lord Jesus. There's people that came here, Lord God, who are sick. 
There's people, Lord Jesus, who need a financial breakthrough in their lives, Father. Lord, they're living from paycheck to paycheck, Lord God. And Lord, I just pray that you would give them a revelation of giving. Give them a revelation of tithing. Give them a revelation, Lord God, of serving so that they can live under that blessing, Lord God, where they don't have to wonder where it's going to come from. But Lord, they can know that I live under the blessing of God Almighty and therefore I am blessed. Lord God, I pray over these people tonight. Lord Jesus, I just pray you would begin to move up and down this auditorium right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just keep lifting your hands, guys. Keep lifting your hands, worshiping him. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We magnify your name, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're going to do in this place and what you've already done in this place, Lord God. I thank you that bodies are going to be healed and mended, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that chains that have been around people's necks are going to be completely broken in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and we give you all the glory, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for those who have been saved for years, Lord God, that you're going to ignite a fresh passion for you, Lord God, that you're going to ignite a fresh love for you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for those who are here tonight, Lord God, who may have served you at one time, but they're not serving you now, Lord God, but they want to serve you, Lord God. I pray that they would come back to you, Lord God, in a supernatural way. And Lord, if there be anybody here that does not know you, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would touch their heart, Lord Jesus. Bring them, Lord God, to the foot of the cross. Wash them in your blood, Lord Jesus, and let them feel your acceptance. Let them feel your love. Let them feel the spirit of the adoption of the Holy Spirit. And we just give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Come on, with your right hand there, reach up towards heaven and pull it down. Come on, go. That's right. One more time. Reach up to heaven and pull it down. That's right. All right. Now, one more thing. Do your hand like this and say, we coming into something. Come on, do it. Do it like you mean it. We about to come into something. Come on. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, we coming into something. Look at your other neighbor and say, we coming into something. That's right. Hallelujah. It's a funny story. Uh, pastor Larry, my pastor, his father, Pastor Roy Stockstill, that started Bethany, um, it's so funny when the Spirit of God would be moving, man, he would look over at Pastor Larry and he'd say, we coming into something. <laughs> so that's where that came from. So, man, when you're feeling the presence of God, man, just look at somebody and say, we coming into something tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I, I just want to take a few minutes. I'm not going to spend a ton of time because the presence of God is in here and he wants to do some awesome, awesome things. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. And I want to talk to you about healing is for today. I want to take the next few minutes and I, I want to talk to you about healing is for today. And, you know, why do we, I, I want to ask you a question. Why do we as a church believe in miracles? Why do we believe in miracles? Because it was a huge part of Jesus' ministry. You read all through the Gospels, it said he went about doing good and healing some of the people. Is that what he said? No, he said, that's right, all of the people. And so that's why we believe in miracles. 
And so tonight, you're not here by accident. The Lord's going to do some spiritual miracles. He's going to do some supernatural physical miracles in your body. And I'm here to tell you tonight that miracles have not ceased. Miracles have not ceased. There's, there's thought out there that, oh, when the apostles died, miracles went away. No, no, no. Miracles have not ceased. Jesus is still doing miracles today. Matter of fact, I've got a few stories about some recent miracles. You want to hear about them? There's a story I heard about a lady not too, just a few months ago, who went in for a checkup and they did a scan on her body and they found out she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And so they said, hey, we're going to have to go in and do surgery and we're going to have to remove that. And it was a big deal. And so church started praying. She started believing God. And next thing you know, you know, she's, the surgery date is set up. And you know what they do when you go into surgery? They do a pre-op. You go in there and they scan you out. And the doctors are looking at the scan and they're trying to figure out how we're going to remove this thing. And what's the best procedure to remove this thing? And how are we going to do this? And, they, and she went in and they, they went to do the scan and, you know, she had been prayed for, believing God. They went to do the scan, and they couldn't find it. And they thought the scanner was broken. So they ran the scanner again, and they looked again, and they're like, uh, it's got to be there somewhere. And they couldn't find it. Well, they came back into her, and, sh- and they're, they're like, we're not going to do surgery. And she's like, what do you mean? And she was all freaked out, and they're like, we, we can't find it. It's gone. Hallelujah. Jesus still heals today. Hallelujah. I have another one for you. So my sister-in-law, Jessica Black, is in a B group. which It's a belong group, which is a small group at Bethany. And there was a a friend of hers who was in that group, and she had been diagnosed with uh, cancer lymphoma throughout her entire body. And the doctor told her, Sister, the only option for you is to have treatments, and we can't even guarantee if that's going to help you because it's so far gone. And so, you know, how many of you ever had a bad report? I mean, it just freaks you out, right? I mean, they basically, they issue you a death warrant if you receive it into your spirit. And so they told her, they're like, look, we're going to have to do some treatment. And so she said, well, I want the best treatment. So they went up to MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, which is about four hours away from Baton Rouge. And, and I'm talking in, in this year, 2023. Now, she was diagnosed in, in 2022 in, in November, and they started doing these treatments, and they said, you're going to have to have 12. Your quality of life is going to go down. It's going to be horrible, but this is like your only hope, and we don't even know if it's going to work. So they were already telling her, like, you know, we don't know if it's going to work in your quality of life. So she had had two treatments, and on the weekend of January 29th, she went back to NB Anderson, and it was on the weekend, and I don't know if she was in her hotel room or if she was in her room at the hospital before they, they're going to start treatments, but the, her treatment was not until Tuesday. Well, she went up there on a Saturday. Well, Sunday morning, she got up, and she was depressed and down and out and couldn't believe it, full of fear, just, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she decided to put on Bethany Live on a Sunday morning. And she's like, I'm, I'm just going to watch, and I'm going to feed my spirit the Word of God. 
And Pastor Jonathan was preaching out of this, this uh, right here, Matthew chapter 8. And, and, and he was preaching on healing. And at the end of the service, and I actually, it's so funny, we, Mandy and I had the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico this year with, with the church uh, to do missions work. And so um, uh, there, the, the, Pastor Jonathan, because of my experience with Shambach, he called me up and he said, hey, man, can you help us do a crusade? And I'm like, I, and I own a business. I own and run a business, and we're really busy. And I'm like, yeah, I think I can. You know, so I started praying about it. What the Lord put on my heart, a, a client of mine who was a professional baseball player who was from Puerto Rico, and, and we did a lot of work. We're in the, in the high-end kitchen renovation business. And so anyway, this, this gentleman, this client of mine, the Lord put him on my heart. And I remember he was from Puerto Rico, and I remember him and I having conversations about Jesus. And I remember him knowing the Lord, and, he, and the Lord put him on my heart. And so I called Roberto, and I said, hey, man, I want you to help me with this. And then Pastor Jonathan wanted to meet us. So he said, well, look, I want you all to come down on the weekend of January 29th. I said, okay, cool. So we went down, and we were in the service of the story that I'm telling you about. And so he preached, and he did a mass prayer. The church agreed with him. This lady was in Houston, Texas. Nobody laying hands on her. She just heard the word of God. She just heard the word of God and believed. You see, guys, the same faith that it takes for you to be saved is the same faith for you to be healed. It's the same exact faith. And so I, I believe people don't receive their healings because they don't really believe that Jesus still heals today. They say they believe, but do they really? You know, including me. You know, it's like we got to see it. To, 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 but anyway, um, getting back to the story. So this lady's there Sunday morning. They do the mass prayer. And, man, she's just lifting her hands. She's watching it online on her computer. And she just receives the prayer. He prays the prayer of faith. And he declares healing in the name of Jesus. And she said she felt a warmth hit her body. You know, and she just thought it was just the Holy Ghost just all over her. But she felt a warmth hit her body and touch her. And she just was like, wow. You know, and of course, you know, her family was there, and, 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 like, and she's like, man, I, I just felt something take place. Well, that was on a, a Sunday morning. Well, two days later, they stayed, you know, Monday and, and Tuesday, and they're like, well, you need to stay and still do your treatment. You know, it's great that the Holy Spirit touched you, but she's like, no, something happened. Jesus touched me, man. I believe I'm healed. So on Tuesday morning, she went in for her treatment, and before treatment, they did the body scan, Right? And they couldn't see the cancer. Do you guys have that picture? Look at this. Okay, look at this on the left side. Do you see all the black all over her body on the left side? Okay, that was, that was uh, taken in November or December, the second treatment. This one on the right was going to be her third treatment, pre-op for her third treatment. And look. You can see a black, that's her heart, and then you see her kidneys, that's black. But look, there's no other black in her body because Jesus touched her body and healed her. Woo! Hallelujah! Yeah! That's right. He is the healer. Listen, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. What he did for one, he'll do for the other. He's not a respecter of persons. What he did for her, he'll do for you. 
Whether it's cancer, whether it's whatever it is, addiction, whatever it may be, Jesus will do it for you too. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. And so I share these, these, these uh, stories with you. You know, another one that's closer to my home. Uh, 60 years ago, my dad's 85 years old. When he was 26 years old, he was diagnosed with a heart problem. And back then, when he was 26, 60 years ago, they didn't have any treatments to help him. And he, was, he had only been married to my mom about two or three years. They'd gotten married, got, went straight on the mission field. Like, they, they honeymooned on the mission field. They got married and went on the mission field, which is crazy, you know. I mean, you got enough devils to deal with first year of marriage, much less going on a mission field. Like, y'all out y'all mind. <laughs> but anyway, so they went on a mission field, and, and two years into it, he got diagnosed with a heart problem and to, to the point where they said, Call all your family. You're going to die. And so he called his family. He called all the people who, who uh, you know, mentored him and helped him through his salvation experience. And, and they told him, they said, you got two or three weeks to live. You're going to die. And there were other people on the same wing with his same heart condition. And some men came into his room. They spoke the life and the word of God into his body. Daddy received it. And he's 85 now. He's traveled all over the entire world preaching this gospel. He's still preaching the gospel to this day. And I'm telling you, Jesus is a healer. Hallelujah. Jesus is a healer. So Jesus wants to heal you today. There's nowhere in any of the gospels that Jesus, when somebody walked up to him and said, I want to be healed, Jesus is like, now it ain't your time right now. Maybe later. Do you see that anywhere in the Word of God? No. When they walked up to Jesus, He touched them, and the Bible says that He healed them all. Amen? And so be a good cheer. And so Jesus wants to heal you tonight. He wants to touch your body in a supernatural way. And I want to I read real quick in Mark, I mean in Matthew 8. Have you found that? It said, large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. And suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. In verse 3, Jesus reached out and touched him. And he said, I am willing. Everybody say with me, say, I am willing. Come on, say it again. Say, I am willing. Be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Now you got you got to get a picture of this. Okay, the Bible says suddenly. If you go back a little bit, the Bible says suddenly this guy came out. You know why he said suddenly? Because back then leprosy was like COVID, <laughs> you know, it's like, get away from me, man. I mean, leopard, lepers were not allowed to be in public. They had to be hidden away. And I can only imagine, you know, th this dude was probably behind a rock somewhere. Hey, I, I heard the Messiah's coming, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hide behind this rock, and when he passes by, I'm going to jump out and get him to pray for me because I'm tired of this stuff. And that guy was desperate. The Bible says it was a suddenly, 
it happened. And the guy was, you know, lepers were not allowed to be with people or in general. And so the Bible says right there that Jesus says, I'm willing, be healed, and, and instantly he was healed. So the first thing we see is the power of Jesus' will. Number one, the power of his will. Everybody say with me, the power, power. of his will. Does anybody know what a will is? Has anybody ever been left something good in a will? Anybody had like a, you know, uncle bag of money or aunt bag of money or somebody, you know, that like passed away and you got a phone call and said, hey, so-and-so left you something, million dollars or something. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. If, if it's not in writing... If attorneys haven't documented it and written it down and it's in writing and your name's on there and they got to bear, hey, I need to see your driver's license and make sure that it's all, yep, that matches what the will says. Like if it's not in writing, you, it, you're not going to get it. It's got to be in the will, right, for you to get it. And so we see here the power of his will. Jesus has already written a will for you and I. It's his word. It's in black and white. And we, our name is on that will. Every ounce of blood that he shed on the cross has our name on it. And when we find the promises of God here, the will of God, everybody's like, well, what's the will of God for my life? Whatever the Bible says. Well, I just don't know the will of God for my life. Well, the, read the Bible and believe it. That's the will of God for your life. Come on. And so healing is God's will for your life. Jesus wants to heal you. So how do you find out God's will for your life? Well, we have to read His Word. And we have to know what His Word says. We have to know it in order for, it, for us to receive it. You see, faith begins where God's will is known. I'll say it again. Faith begins where God's will is known. You can't believe for something that you don't know. Can I have an amen? amen. I mean, if, if you don't believe it, then there's no reason to believe that God's going to heal you or touch you or, or bless you if you don't believe it. So you got to know God's real. His written word is His will for your life. And the, the fact of the matter is that Jesus wants to heal you. Amen? amen. Say this with me. Say, Lord, Lord I, believe I believe that it is your will, is your will to, heal to heal me. Say it again. Say, Lord... I believe that it is your will to heal me. Amen. Then we see in verse 5 of the same chapter, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman soldier came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and is in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come to my home. Just say the word. Come on, say it with me. Say, just say the word. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm a man under authority, and my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers, and I only need to say, go, and they go, and come, and they come. And if I say that my slaves do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, and turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. So the first thing we saw is in, the, in the chapter is 
the power of His will. And the second thing we see here is the power of His Word. Or the power of a word from the Lord. You see, the officer said, Lord, you don't have to come to my house. You're the, he was thinking, he didn't say this, but I know what he was thinking. You're the Messiah. You're the king of king. You were there with God from the beginning. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God and was with God from the very beginning. In other words, when God spoke the universe into existence, Jesus was there. The Holy Spirit performed the work. Jesus has always been there. And so this centurion was thinking, you are the master. You are the Messiah. You don't have to come to my house and lay hands and speak to my servant for it to be healed. All you got to do is just say the word and it'll happen. That's the type of faith that he had. And that's the type of faith that Jesus wants us to have. So the power of a word. So when you're going through something in your life, whether it's you need financial or or physical or whatever, you got to get a word, just one little word. You don't need a bunch of chapters and looking through chapters. You just need one word from the Lord. That's it. And believe that word and the Lord will make it happen for you in Jesus name. So we see the power of, of his word. The man's faith changed Jesus' plans. Jesus' plans was like, yeah, let's go. I'll come over there and pray for him. But he didn't have to. He just said, just say the word and it shall be done for them. There's another story I heard about about a lady in Livingston Parish at Bethany uh, campus. And she had a growth on her neck. And she was afraid to go get it checked out because she knew what it could mean. She didn't want to go get it checked out. So her daughter had given her a, a... CD of a message on healing and she started listening to it and man her faith just rose up she was in a car driving by herself and in in the CD you know the the message in the message it it was saying um, you know just say the word and it shall happen. And, and so she began to, to, to believe what that message said. And she began to pray. And she said, in the name of, and before she ever got it out, she said that that growth just, just disappeared, just began to go down. And it freaked her out. She was driving and she had to pull off the road. My Lord, have mercy, you know. And, man, I get chills just thinking about that. She just believed. She received that word into her. Amen. You know, when you go to the doctor, man, and the doctor tells you and gives you some bad news, just say, I don't believe that. I don't receive that. Now, I'm not telling you not to take the doctors, do what the doctor says. I'm just saying you don't have to receive it into your spirit. Because I know a lot of people who have gone to the doctor who have gotten healed because of doctors, and sometimes God wants to heal that way as well. I know lots of people who have been healed through doctors' hands. And through medicine. And so I'm not saying that that's not. And sometimes the Lord chooses to do that way. But sometimes he just instantly and it's done. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see here the power of his word. Um, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Then in, Ro- in Matthew 8, verse 14, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, 
Everybody say, when He touched her hand. When He touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for Him. So the first thing we saw is the power of His will and the power of His Word. And right here we see the power of His touch. The Bible says when Jesus touched her, the fever left. Now the Word of God says in James 5.14 that if any sick be among you, call the leadership of the church that they lay hands on you and anoint you with oil, and that sick person shall be well. Amen? And so we see here the power of Jesus' touch. That same principle holds true here in our lives. If Jesus lives in you, that means His power lives in you. That means when you lay your hands out to somebody and you speak over them and you, you, you touch them, you lay hands on them and you say, sickness, I declare in the name of Jesus that you must die. We curse you in the name of Jesus. It has to listen to what you say. Why? Not because it's your authority, but because the ultimate authority lives inside of you and whatever you say is what Jesus says. And if you're touching that person with your hand, it's as Jesus is touching that person. Amen? How many of you want the boldness to be able to do that? It just takes boldness. I mean, it took everything from within me today. We went and ate breakfast um, this morning. What was that place called? Boy, I tell you what. I, 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 I was putting a hurt on those pancakes. <laughs> hey, we're so good. But we walked in there. And I didn't tell anybody this because I, I was just trying to contain myself because we've been believing in God for miracles in this weekend. And I don't know if you guys saw the, the little boy, the, the boy that was sitting in, the, in, the, in the, de- the booth there that had, you know, he had a, a throat issue. But everything within me wanted to just stop and interrupt their breakfast and say, hey, do you guys mind if we lay hands on this guy? I mean, he was sick. He was on oxygen and you could tell he was not doing well. But I don't know about you, man, but I want, I want the boldness to just be able to walk into somewhere and, and in humility, not in arrogance, in humility and say, hey, I'm a believer in Jesus. I'm a follower of Christ, and I believe Jesus can touch your son's life. I believe Jesus can make a difference in his life so he doesn't have to live like this anymore. And just ask permission. Is it okay if I pray for him? Nine times out of ten, they're going to say, yes, go ahead. That other one, they may not, but that's okay. Jesus said, just brush it off and walk on. So, Lord, we, just, we want you to give us a, a boldness in this place tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray for these people that you would give them a boldness, Father, that when they're out in Cincinnati or wherever they're at, that can, they can feel the power of your touch in their lives, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And we give you praise, Lord God. I just want you to bow your heads right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just out of reverence before the Lord. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the power of your will. We thank you for the power of your word. And we thank you for the power of your touch, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that you never change. And that what you did back then, you do today. And you're going to do tonight. And we give you all the praise and glory. With every head bowed, if you just repeat after me, just say, Dear Lord, 
I come before you tonight and I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your sacrifice. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch my body in a supernatural way. The words that were spoken tonight, I receive them into my body. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 